What's up, guys? Yo, welcome to Riffs on Tap. I'm your host here, Alejandro, joined by my co-host. Riley. Yo, how's your week been, dog? Week's been great. It's week's just a shit ton of rain over here. The rainy season. It's been uh, it's been really bad. Yeah. But uh, what are we drinking today? I know we mentioned it last week, and we did we did secure the bag. We got Shiner Peach today. Shiner Peach. Uh, so I was doing a little bit of research uh, on this before. Uh, the peaches do come from Fredericksburg. Okay. So Fredericksburg, uh, if you're not familiar with Central Texas, um, they uh, big peaches as well as a couple other fruits um, for the Central uh, Texas uh, region. And so um, I'm really excited to try this. I have I have not tried the peach beer yet. I haven't either. I'm not halfway through my first. What do you think? Instantly, you you get the aroma just straight off that. And it's oh, yeah. so sweet and peachy. But it's not like too sweet and peachy. No, no, no. It's like the perfect amount. It's it's, it's really fucking good. No, what's that look? You don't like it? I'm trying to decide if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of fruity beers, Noah? I, come on. I drink really quick. He, he is very fruity. Yeah, <laughs> the, so. Produce, the fruitiest producer in the land. Maybe that can be your title. Fruitiest producer ever. Wow. There's a strong, like, ferment, a ferment, like, alcohol taste behind it. Though. Yeah. You get... I don't know. I don't really it, like that. It's not bad, though. I, it, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like the sweetness of it. I think it... It's definitely not bitter at all, because I think the IBO on this was, like, 15 or something. Um, it is... I'm really enjoying it. But I still think their they're best seasonal beer... I don't know. And your, what's, your be, what's your favorite seasonal beer from Shiner? Do you have one? Probably the strawberry one. The strawberry, yeah. That one would be good. The, it's very good. The Christmas ale is always like it really is Christmas in a bottle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shiner Peach, really enjoying this one. I'm happy we picked this one up. Sea salt and lime. Oh yeah, so I saw that as well at the store. Shiner now is a sea salt and lime. I don't know. I guess the beer companies are like, yeah, dress in a beer like you know that's too much work. So let's just put all the ingredients of a dress beer in the beer already. Yeah. Well, you um, see, I mean, uh, Dos Equis did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah, a friend of ours sent us that picture, and I was like, ugh. And I was like, it's... It's not very... I tried it once, because it was all that was in the fridge, and uh, I couldn't finish it. I was, it's just too salty. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Salt, not that, uh, the Dos Equis one. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, being too salty, yeah, that'd be... It'd throw me off. Yeah. I think the fresh lime, fresh yeah. lime is important. Very. Um, but okay, so we had some homework for last week. We did, we did. So, uh, what was the album I had to listen to this week? You had to listen to John Bellion, Human Condition. Okay, and I gave you Justice, uh, the Cross album, yep. or, or Justice, Justice. Um, I want to talk about your album first because, um, I'm familiar with John Bellion. Um, I had originally first heard him. He had, he's on a uh, Z track, I think called beautiful now. Yeah. Uh, really great voice and, um, really, really appreciate stuff. And I, I kind of just was, Oh, he's a singer. He's one of those singers that EDM producers can tap on their shoulder and be like, Hey, come sing on this track. But after doing more research on him, I was like, wow, he's a singer, a songwriter, a producer, a rapper. Yeah. He's got the, he's from New York too. So he's got that New York swag to him. Um, I thought the album was really, really good. It's one of my favorite albums. Uh, There's not a a weak song in there. It's, there's no, it's a no skip. 
Yeah, it was really fun. I think the the tracks I enjoyed, obviously the most popular one was All Time Low. Yeah. Uh, Super popular radio hit. uh, Really, really good. 80s film uh, was a really catchy song, but I I have questions about the lyrics, and I want to see if you can clarify them for me, if you know about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an 80s film. We're banging in the back of my car when my best friend drives. What's the situation there? What's going on there? He repeats it multiple times. Yeah. No, I I think that's a weird lyric as well. But Does a friend know? I don't know. He's a good friend. So I have to ask because, you know, banging in the back of a car where someone drives uh, immediately, uh, bang bus. Yeah. I'm like, it, I, I'm just curious what he was going with and what his like thought process were. I, do you know any, any more about it? Or I just... don't know. Okay. I wish I did. I haven't heard him talk about it at all. I know. That's what I feel like that we would get questions about. But I feel lot. like that's n- never been a popular thing. Like, hey, can you drive? We're going to fuck in the back real quick. <laughs> I mean, if, on Pornhub, if... I'm sure it's very popular. <laughs> If, okay, if Noah or one of your other close friends, if they ask you, hey, can you drive my car? You you know, you'd probably be like, yeah. Like, why though? Why can't you drive? Well, me and my girl, we're going to be in the back seat. What, what's your response to that one? Fuck off. But here's no. the first thing. It wouldn't happen with Riley and I's car because we have coops. Yeah. Oh, you do have small cars. We don't have enough yeah. space back there. It would work, but very uncomfortable. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to look in the rearview mirror and see that shit. (laughs) You just have to point the rearview mirror like a different direction. Just don't look, dude. Don't be a weirdo, bro. No, I don't need to see my friend's (laughs) dick. (laughs) In the song, it sounded like it was dark. It was nighttime. So it's like, you probably wouldn't have seen anything. There's like, hey, we're just going to turn these lights on, actually. Um, My favorite song from that album, though, is uh, Hand of God. The, hey, the last song. Yeah, the, the outro. outro. I thought was really good because it kind of ties the album together really well. It calls back to all the songs exactly. and everything. It just, it's a great way to capsulate and bring the album all yeah. the way together. Um, I Robot was really, really good. Um, that new, my favorite song on the album right there. Right? Yeah, it's super, super. The production on it's really, really good. Uh, new York Soul Part 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that one a lot because he raps on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, he's a really strong rapper. I really appreciate his style on the album. Um, but overall, it was really, really good. I'm really, uh, I know he has a more recent album came out a couple years ago. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to that. That's a great, I mean, all of his albums are, I'm a huge fan of, but, uh, that human condition is probably the strongest one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the God, have you listened to any of like his mixtapes or some of his older stuff? Uh, some of it, not yeah. a lot of it. But. I, I know he raps a lot more, and they, uh, you know, Apple on Apple <coughs> Music, they do just, like a little description thing on the bottom for some of the bigger artists. Yeah, I know they 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 have a great opening line to describing him. He, he says, um, "Wu Tang raised me, but Death Cab uh, changed me." Yeah. and I was like, "Wow, what a great fucking yeah. line!" And and it, that is a great way to like. That's in one of his songs. Yeah, and so it's a great way to like, kind of explain where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I thought he was super great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to listening more from him. Oh yeah. All right, what you got for me? I'm curious. So my to hear album your thoughts. I guess the two. I mean, so Genesis is definitely like a epic. Like it's. I mean, it's a very strong opening song, and the only one. That I like, so I dance. I kind of already knew because Logic on one of his mixtapes 
uh, has a song where he uh, samples that. Okay. So I knew that song already. So that's probably my favorite song yeah. on it now. I don't know any of the song names just because they don't sing in yeah. any of them. But it solid album overall. Yeah. But uh, Dance for sure is a very good track. That was that was their kind of attempt to make a pop song to see can we can we top a Billboard chart yeah. with and a pop they song. They did. I looked at I think it got to f- number 4. Mhm. Yeah, I remember cuz uh, the album came out in I think 2007. So I think I was like in seventh grade when that album came out, and uh, yeah, I remember dance a lot. Yeah, it's so easy to sing along to just do the D A N C E mm-hmm. one two three four five. It's so easy to sing along. Well, to. and yeah, yeah, that's that's oh. the song, and that that's the song, uh, the song's the spotlight by Logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's why I kind of picked that album because <laughs> there is that one big single on there. But a lot of the other songs on there, um, I think, are going to be relevant down the road. Okay. For uh, like "Waters of Nazareth" was like their single off the album, their yeah. first single. That, that I know for that single specifically inspired a lot of DJs and and specifically certain DJs to be like, "Whoa! Like I've never heard electronic music like this before." And um, just their they're just so French about that album. They're yeah. so fucking French. They're like you can you can tell they're French. Uh, we we we're gonna do whatever we want. Yeah, and they're just fucking they do their shit, man. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, what genre do we put you in? Fucking whatever genre we are, we are a new genre now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they take inspiration from Daft Punk, uh, being the French duo that came before them in the nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can hear that. Yeah, but overall, yeah, that's that being their kind of their their debut album. Um, really really um this operatic disco of an album opera that's a good word to describe it yeah and that's kind of what they were (laughs) shooting for uh the and it's funny enough the song that stands out that the sore thumb on the album that doesn't fit that theme is dance Dance. yeah yeah it's it's a pop song in an opera yeah which you know what if you look at a lot of plays or a lot of you know musicals and stuff there is there is always that one track that kind of stands out um and uh but overall yeah no i'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear you enjoyed it yeah it's a good first step for you into the edm genre no i gave you homework <laughs> yeah very good yeah well, my song i, I told i told time. told noah to listen to the valley by charlie crockett he didn't do it <laughs> that's 20 lashings like i said on the last episode you gotta get punished i was watching a movie this morning yeah <laughs> and the rest of the day that's Unbelievable! I was working. Yeah, we're out there working in the field. Yeah, in the we're, in the pouring rain. We're today. No, <laughs> editing this one right now yeah. as it's happening. He pre-edited this podcast. Yeah. Um, but overall, um, I'm excited for Charlie Clark coming up. Very. Excited. We have some DJ uh, picked out, and I think we're kind of settling in on Valentino Khan. Yeah, and so I know homework for next week is kind of going to start moving us toward the direction of and kind of why I picked Justice as a as mine will a, continue to be random bullshit that I just thought of so I appreciate that no there has to be like this dissonance there ha- they can't both be like I was like this is the story we're trying to tell they can just be like yo this album fucking fire I want to listen to this yeah um I know there's some rap albums I would love to show you as well. Uh, some prog rock albums I'm really excited to show you. Um, but I definitely don't want to bombard with 10,000 albums. Like, hey, you got to listen to this, 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 and this. And then you get to like, uh, you, yeah. you like, yeah. I you will don't. never remember. So 
Yeah, which is why we want to work on creating a playlist uh, yes. on Spotify um, of just kind of what we're listening to. Um, have bits from the homework as well in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, was there anything else you've been listening to this week? Uh, I just started listening to Olivia Rodrigo today. Oh yeah, she came yeah. with her debut album. How is it? I haven't it's listened to it. Very, it's so it's very much. Of, I mean, she is eighteen. You can definitely like by the lyrics, it's a uh, teen breakup album for sure. But there's some deja vu, solid, very good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, driver's license. Driver's license is good. That's the main one. They are her yeah. popular right there. Yeah. Okay. It's a good album though. She uh, she's from a High School Musical the series yeah right okay which I didn't know I didn't until know today I uh, yeah I saw on Twitter it was like a few weeks ago before the album was coming out everyone was talking about Olivia Rodrigo and I was like who is this person like yeah. why is she getting so much hype out of nowhere for a debut album and I was like she must be like some TikTok star or some or something like that and uh, they're like no she's from High School Musical the yeah. series and I was like ah she's got an okay. awesome voice though. Which, what what genre is it? Pop, just pop it's music. Pop. Okay, yeah. Um, what so uh, Sunday? You went to see Cody Johnson. Yes. How was the concert? Concert was fucking amazing. I mean, he probably one of the best performers in Texas country right now. And then he had Kevin Fowler open for him, mm-hmm. who's a very uh, well known older Texas artist now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, show was fun, packed. Uh, over a thousand people sold out. He uh, made history the first person ever to sell out Whitewater uh, three nights in a row. So that's that was really cool. impressive. Yeah. No, <laughs> I heard that. So Friday show got canceled because of the rain. Friday show got canceled. So he played two shows Sunday. Man. He played a show in the afternoon and then he had the one I went to at nine. Do you think anyone bought tickets for all three days? I'm sure someone did. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if each show was the same too. Uh, for the most part, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I know some DJs will do like um, they'll come to a town and uh, like a big town, and uh, they'll do two days, and uh, they'll be like day one. This is kind of like if let's say it's a dubstep artist, they'll be like this is like heavy dubstep, the typical whatever. Yeah. And day two is going to be, oh, I'm going to do a drum and bass set. I'm going to do like something really different. And they kind of just make it up front to be like, if you're looking for this, come to this show. If you're looking for that, come to the second show. Now I'm sure it's about the same. But yeah, uh, Kevin Fowler had his fiddle player do his final audition. And he was (laughs) kind of just temporarily with the band and he made him uh, do about a two-minute solo, and the crowd had to decide whether he was going to stay on or not. And uh, he stayed on for sure. <laughs> That's so intimidating to do a final interview in front of oh, all yeah. those people like that. And especially with the fiddle. You're going to a Texas country concert. You want the fiddle. That's the main instrument. That's the most fun instrument to see someone slay a fucking solo. So I have to ask, because I'm not as literate with musical instruments, do you know what the difference between a fiddle and a violin is? They, they, To me, as an outsider, they look like similar instruments. Do you, do you? So I think it's, I think a fiddle might have less strings and looser strings or something like that. I yeah. don't know the exact difference. Those are probably both the, wrong. Is it played with the bow? Yeah. Okay, so it is played with the bow, though. Okay. 
Uh, we're currently looking up a fiddle is a bowed string musical instrument, most often uh, a violin. Okay, so I guess maybe it's a playing style thing. Might be playing style, and I, I think the strings are a little looser, so you get that kind of like raspier sound. <clears throat> okay, so we're kind of just looking up here. Um, steel strings on a fiddle. Okay. Uh, gut, synthetic, or, sti- uh, or steel strings. So violin uses more different types of uh, things like that. Um, a flatter bridge. Okay. Uh, lower string action. So they play lower onto the, uh, what's called the, the neck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're, they're very, very similar. Yeah. And that's what I was curious. Like what, I'm curious how the, the evolution of, of the fiddle and the violin that they brought the fit, the violin over and how it evolved into this classical. I'm incident. sure it was someone in the country being like, you know what? Fuck those red coats, whoever the fuck made the, <laughs> the violin. Like, we're going to do our own thing. Um, it's funny looking at the history of certain things. Um, I know I was watching a bit of, uh, I don't know if you saw that new show on Netflix. It's uh, about uh, African cuisine. It's um, no. King of the Hog, I think is what it's called. Um, and just kind of explaining how like a lot of American dishes here aren't exactly as American as we think they are. Yeah. And they have origins from Africa or um, high on the hog. High on the hog. Um, it was super cool. Like, there's a lot of um, foods uh, that I just didn't realize came from Africa. Um, like what? There's rice uh, was one I didn't I we always associate rice with Asian countries. I thought rice was from China. Yeah, we always typically associate it with Asian countries, what? but uh, rice uh, big in Africa. Um, okra we I know we see okra okay. in southern food a lot. Yeah. Fried okra. Uh, okra's grown over there. I mean, it does make sense uh, having a lot of southern food kind of be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to. New Orleans, yeah, and that's a you get very that large Creole type yeah. of uh, culture and yeah. there. Have you ever been in New Orleans? Once, once, and I was sixteen, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah. I was in high school. So. Okay, but it's a. I want to go back now. Dude, just walking down there, I'm like, oh, this would be so fun if I could drink. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe road trip to New Orleans. It's, road trip to New Orleans. It's. I think it's like twelve hours from San Antonio. Yeah. Um. So it's something you can do. Go to Mardi Gras. Oh man, it'd be so. It's. I don't know. I. I. I'm a big fan of New Orleans. I think like the whole vibe there is super cool. No, it, I mean, even when I was younger, it was still a very fun city to visit, and there's a lot to do and great food. Get some beignets. Oh, dude, beignets are so good. Like. It's so simple. It's just fried dough. This is nuts to me. This is like their version of a bread bowl right here. Whoa. Bunny chow from South Africa. Yeah, so we're looking at a picture of it. It's literally like if you take a whole loaf of bread and you take a quarter of it and then you hollow it out and fill it up with this curry soupy mixture. I'll take Panera's bread bowl over that all day. I feel like Panera like... The Red Bull's okay. It's good. The Red Bull that I wish would come back, and I believe it's only at certain Domino's, is I just I just miss the Red Bull. It's yeah. just so good. You just miss working at Domino's. I just miss Domino's, man. <laughs> just being like, man, what am I going to have for dinner? Pizza. Yeah. Again. Well, yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull's is one of those um, 
It's the best way. No cleanup involved. No cleanup. You, I mean, eat your bowl. You eat your right? bowl. And if you have something good in it, it still like soaks up that flavor. And then that's like the best thing about uh, when you have like a curry or uh, a soupy or gravy based um, food is taking like your bread or tortilla or whatever and just like getting all that together. I'm so hungry. Same. Uh, I know. I'm going to eat something definitely after this. I've ate. Uh, I had a burger earlier in the gas station. It's pretty good. A burger from the gas station? Yeah. So that's where we are right now. What? I guess I have to ask, like, like 7-Eleven? No, it's uh, Fisher's. Okay. I mean, it's not, you know, the best, but it's... You know, it's pretty good. It's better than sushi from the gas station. Better than a lot of things from the gas station. I know um, back at Texas Tech, that was always the sketchiest food to get was sushi because we were so far from the ocean. Yeah. I was like, this is, where? how long is this? How, yeah. The journey this fish took to get to this sushi roll and into my mouth. I was like, nah. I think the further, the more landlocked you are, the more skeptical you, more skeptical you should be a fish. Oh, for sure. Unless it's freshwater. Yeah. But yeah, imagine being in Hawaii and you're surrounded by all these fish. And it's got to be so great. How many? Days? I'm not even a huge fan of fish. Same. I'm not. But, I'm not. But like a good, like you make it well, I'll fucking eat it. I wonder how many because I hear there there is a many many varieties of fish in uh, in Hawaii. I wonder how many days you can go straight with eating a different fish every single day. Probably a good amount. And that'd be crazy. But you're gonna definitely get some exotic shit in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, you're gonna you're gonna start off real easy. Like tuna, it's like awesome, yeah. cool. This is great. Second day, salmon. I was like, fantastic. Yeah. And then tilapia, halibut. And you're like, all right, well we're you know we're running out of the yeah. the normal fish we can name. It's like, what do we got next? Like, yeah, yeah. we got the hookaliki fish. <laughs> and be like, all right, you know it's, it looks good to me. You know, it tastes like chicken. So you ever had take- a shark's eyeball? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I've had shark, no, but the eyeball. You gotta have the fucking eyeball. Dude, that's how it is in like Mexican cuisine, like barracoa, like, or, uh, so there's lengua, which is specifically just the tongue, yeah. or like barracoa, which is like whole head almost. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people say the eyeball. Yeah. There's like, you, you gotta have the eyeball. It's, it's delicious. And they'll put the fucking, uh, the hoof of the fucking, I don't know if it's called a hoof on a pig. Right? Yeah, I think so. In the fucking menudo or whatever. Oh, the menudo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that's big, man. You're yeah. Fucking putting the the pigs, uh, the pig's feet in there. I think. Yeah. Wait. You know what? I think they just call them pig's feet. Pig's feet. Yeah, I think they just call them pig's feet. I think they're hooves, though. Technically. No, I don't think they wear hooves, though. Noah. Hmm? It's a pig's foot called a hoof. Look it up. Don't try to. <laughs> you have Google in front of you. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think we refer to them as just pig's feet. Yeah, but I think well, like, technically... Like, horses wear hooves. Look, we're a science podcast. We better fucking get this right. Oh, dude. This is going to be important for trivia. They're going to be like, do pigs have hooves? Yeah. Yes. See? Oh, man. Fuck. They do. Okay. So, See, I'm fucking smart. I may have dropped out of college after a semester, but I learned some shit there. Fucking genius over here. Yeah. They're asking what they're called. Yeah. No, but they're... Yeah. They're hooves. I'm fucking smart. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. You paid you paid how much for your fucking four years of education? Five, technically. Five years of education. I went back for that. Yeah. Uh, technically, it wasn't a senior uh, victory lap because uh, it was grad school, but yeah. know, it's kind of like a victory lap. It wasn't ready to graduate. Um, 
Okay, of all the, the core animals, the core animals that we eat, so like cow, chicken, um, pigs, um, which feet would you rather eat? Feet? Feet, yeah. A cow foot, a pig's foot, or a chicken foot? I love chicken's feet. I hear they're delicious. Yeah, I'd probably say chicken. Not a lot of meat on it, but I hear it's good. But I feel like it'd be the cleanest. Hmm. Cleanest Just the amount of, like, grazing and stuff that, like, cows do. They're all over the goddamn place. You don't know what they stepped in. Chickens are usually kept in their coop. So, you, I mean. That is very true on that one. But just to hear, I mean, yeah, I've heard people eat them and, like, yeah, it's pretty good. People do pig's feet a lot. I like um, in Korea, it's very popular there. It's called jokba. Mm -hmm. And it's um, just basically like a a stewed, braised pig's feet. And they just cut it and just like cut off all the meat around it. And then it's delicious. No, it sounds fantastic. But chicken's feet, I've never had cow because I feel like that's not a thing. No. People (laughs) eat cow tongue. Yeah. Cow tongue is actually really good. We eat the tail. We have, it's called oxtail. Yeah. I love oxtail. So why do we not eat That's the feet? an ox, so not a cow. Well, is there a difference, though? Yeah. All right, science podcast time. Go to Google. Is there a difference between an ox and a cow? Yes. Uh, so we're looking up oxtail right now. It's tail. tail of a cow. Yeah, it's a culinary term okay. for oxtail. Well, it says ox, so... Ah, it's so false. It's so it's though. false advertising. It's oh, it's, it's fantastic. Very it's never had it. It's very like rich. Yes, I love it. I've never had it. I don't. Had, I don't venture out too far in the food pyramid. It's called. Um, it's called kare kare, and it's like a peanut butter oxtail soup thing. Fantastic. That sounds really good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, you're not. Rice. Are you? Are you? You're not an adventurous eater. So I mean. Like, I'll eat different kinds of meat, (laughs) like, different animals, but, like, I don't know. I usually stick to certain... The usual standard stuff. Spaghetti, um, hamburgers. Is that he hot pockets? Spaghetti's not even meat. Totino's pizzas. Sloppy Joe's are great. Oh, my God. Sloppy Joe's are, like... I don't know, it's the most basic, basic. I'm no, I'm not saying, like, it's yeah. not, it's not high-end uh, Yeah, cuisine. I'm not saying it's high-end, but, like, <laughs> no, it's, like, yeah. But, like, you're not going to slam a couple fucking Sloppy Joes if you have the opportunity? I didn't really grow up with Sloppy Joes, so I, I really, God, like... I forgot I'm the only white guy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're very uh, culturally and ethnically diverse group. Two brown people and one I'm people. the minority. <laughs> oh, God. In here? Yes. <laughs> In the studio, you are the minority. This is scary. Yeah. The studio or the Thunderdome, you know, it's whatever you want to call it. Thunderdome, a.k.a. the Love Palace, a.k.a. Alejandro's bedroom. <laughs> Don't the tell Love them where Palace. we are. They're going to they're gonna find us. Like, <laughs> Alejandro's bedroom, they're going to find that. Okay. Yeah, they're going to be like... They're going to type that into Google Maps. We, we got it's you. It's just going to be three guys <laughs> making a podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> it, once again, we're going back to the Google... What happened? What happened if you, man? We're just all the spelling there. Twenty nine Alejandro. Oh, dude, we can get ideas from my bedroom. We found it. <laughs> this is our. This is it. It's very mod. That's a very modern looking bedroom. I would love a room like this. Just would like, you? So, do you prefer like the modern style? Like, if you're gonna get a fucking mansion on the beach somewhere, like you're gonna go modern or? 
very like straight cut boxy looking. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna lean towards modern. I don't okay. like um, like the older style houses. Like you know, like if you go downtown, like King William District, in yeah. San Antonio, that those like real old, like early 1900s houses. Not kind of my thing. What about you? I'd say modern, but like not all black, like a lot of people have it now. Yeah, they either go like it's all too, white like, or gothic all black. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I won't, I like I enjoy the brightness of having like I like this you know white oh uh, the cabin yeah cabin style but like nice as fuck build a log cabin no fuck you oh. can do you can build a cabin here anywhere yeah you can you can just be you can buy a plot of land and just start building your cabin yeah, just get some get some wood look at that that's a perfect combo modern plus plus wood. it's a modern uh <laughs> a modern cabin in the woods. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? No. It's a classic. It's so good. It's such a great movie. I'm not a huge like horror film kind of guy. It's same. I got same. I got tricked into watching it. Yeah. So. It's not as bad as people think it is though. I've seen. I, I don't even remember the last one I watched. Last horror movie I watched was the last. I watched. I watched that. Uh, the like the haunting of Bly Manor or whatever. Oh, on Netflix. how was that? That was a good show. Because there's yeah, two. There's two of them. Yeah. Uh, in the series, but yeah, that's what? a great show. Oh, it was. So, did you watch The Haunting of Hill House or The Haunting of. Blind I watched Man? both. Okay. Yeah. Could Blind Man is the one with Rahul Kali, right? Yeah. I think that's the second one. That The Blind Manor one is the. That's, that the one's second. actually. Uh, really scary. Not really scary, but it's got its moments. Like, the first one's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm not super into horror. Like, I watched on a recommendation the movie Angel Heart. Um. It was it was, a, it was a good movie. It just um, it was about just this guy who's uh, investigating. Um, I forget what exactly he was investigating. He's, he's looking for a person. Yeah. And so he goes to like New Orleans, whatever, and he's he's looking, he's looking, he's interviewing all these people, and and uh, every every single person he meets, he gets closer and closer to, to revealing, you know, what he's what he's uh, what he's after, and it's. It's like one of those like shocking movies, like whoa, but not exactly. I would say horror jump scare type of. What movies. was the first horror movie you ever watched? Oh, horror! I, we have to okay. make sure to pronounce the R's. Horror <laughs> movie. First, first horror movie I watched. Yeah, it was uh, Backdoor Slash Nine, obviously. <laughs> um, no, first horror movie. Oh, I remember because it was fucking traumatizing as a child. Uh, was a Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah, my dad showed me and my brother and sister that, and uh, I'm the oldest uh, of my siblings, and we all watched that movie together. Fucking traumatized. Couldn't fucking sleep after that shit. Yeah. That shit terrifying. No, I remember. It's terrifying. <laughs> That's very terrifying. Yeah. When I was, uh, Logan. I think I was in middle school or something. It was the first rated R and the first horror movie. My sisters uh, put on. Uh, I think it's called Mirror or something oh. like that, where it's like what are, like they're in the bathtub or something, and then the person, their reflection is like fucking ripping their jaw off and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you guys turn on? <laughs> I think the I was scarred. Horror movie I ever watched was it's either the. Jeepers Creepers or um, The Fly. Yeah. The, the Fly. Old, no, okay. Yeah, the old movie. First time I cussed was watching, um, oh, what are those ghost movies with the, like the cameras? Activity? Paranormal Activity. Oh, man. First time I cussed because there's that scene where they're like, she, the ghost is ripping the covers off the people. Oh. And I was like, get that bitch. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> How old were you at the time? Do you remember? This was also, this was probably eighth grade. Okay. 
Yeah. It's just crazy with that. Uh, when they first released the first Paranormal Activity movie, they actually had to have, like, um, not paramedics, but, like, like therapists, in a way, at yeah. the... At the theaters, because it the wasn't even that scary. Like I wasn't like scary. watching. No. Like I wasn't scared at all watching it. That was all hype. Yeah. If you look it up, because I know you're gonna look it up. Paranormal Activity, if I remember correctly, the budget for that movie was like less than fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And it grossed like over a hundred and fifty million. It the the yeah. amount that they put in to make that movie was astronomically yeah. just exploited by how much they made for it. Yeah, it wasn't even like a great movie. Hereditary. I've oh please, I will never watch that movie. <laughs> like I hear it's like. Intense. Poltergeist is a, like a good. Uh, oh, The Shining is a great fucking oh, movie. Yeah. I still but, haven't seen The Shining. Oh, fucking fantastic! But Poltergeist was like a, actually like a good. Is that the actresses? Is actually oh, very good. Did you just interrupt the talent? Sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. What Continue. the fuck? <laughs> Fired. <laughs> Poltergeist is like actually one of like the first of all it's PG. So yeah. It, that's crazy just at the time. Um, but deservedly so. It's not that scary, but it's actually it's a solid movie. Yeah, like I could watch that just on its own without being into horror. Yeah, I, well, I think Poltergeist came out that time where they were still figuring out the movie ratings. Yeah, because I always the classic example is Airplane. Uh, which have you seen Airplane? I love Airplane. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Airplane rated PG. Uh, yeah, there's tits in that movie. There's tits and a lot. Of, I mean, there's just a lot in that. Yeah, movie. there's a lot that, in that movie. It's like you, I yeah. the PG thirteen rating wasn't around, but even then, because of nudity, it gets an R. It it gets an R. Um, but. Uh, you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I have a drinking problem. And he spilled his drink all over himself. Um, how the fuck did they get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that movie? I don't know, but That's, he was amazing uh, in it. When the little kid joined him in the cockpit, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, my dad has a season ticket to the Lakers, and he says that you don't hustle enough yeah. out there. <laughs> he says you stink. <laughs> I was like, hey, kid. <laughs> it was like, it's really hard to keep up with those guys for 45 minutes. I'm hustling down, up and down the court. Yeah. Sometimes I walk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's oh. such a fantastic movie. Uh, it's one of those classic movies. Um, wow, he's so young in that movie, too. So like, that was probably still in his prime. Well, <laughs> he was that, playing. When, that came out in, what, the 70s? So Yeah. yeah. That was, what, late? 1980. Late 1980. So that was early Lakers. I mean, that's probably why he's in it because he was in the lake. He's with the Lakers. Yeah, but um, at the time, uh, for everyone that's in it, they were all very, very um, pretty well-known comedic actors. Yeah, and so uh, it was just overall just a pretty stacked movie. Super, super funny. Um, I mean, that's probably one of the most quoted movies without even realizing it. Uh, just the. Surely can't be serious. Is, I am serious, is, and don't call, don't call me Shirley. Shirley. Oh man, uh, a classic. <laughs> a hospital? What is it? It's a big building with lots of patients. That's not important right now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you've it's, never seen Airplane? Uh, it's, oh, it's a classic. Yeah. The only movie um, I've ever seen that had to do with the airplane is the one with uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, he's I, like a like an air yeah or yeah I know what you're talking oh, about. Marshall. Yeah, yeah, Marshall, and then uh, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, I was going to say, Snakes on a Plane is so fucking good. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. Oh. I quote that a lot, and for no reason. Oh, yeah. I'm never on a plane, <laughs> never With around snakes. snakes. <laughs> I just like to Samuel quote it Jackson just randomly. Samuel Jackson just has so many quotable lines. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd heard somewhere that 
in his clause uh, for his contracts, he's uh, supposed to be allowed one fuck in every one of his movies. Yeah. Um, I think the one movie where that didn't come true was in Star Wars. Because it'd be really fucking weird it, to hear yeah. a Jedi going, yeah. the fucking Sith over here. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the um, fuck up, Yoda. <laughs> um, What'd you do, Noah? Oh man, we yeah. Mace Windu can make a waveform go batshit oh, yeah. crazy. Apparently, uh, I was um, probably one of my favorite scenes from any Star Wars movie for some weird reason. I love the pod racing scene in Episode One. Yeah, I was rewatching that the other day. Um, I just fucking there's just a couple I don't know there's some weird fucking lines from that like Ben Quadraneros the fucking guy he's got the four fucking engines and his fucking ship blows up and the engines fly off um I don't know that's the only redeeming that and Duel of the Fates at the end of the movie when no. uh are we gonna swap oh, oh I thought we were gonna swap out I was like hello get producer okay time. I'm gone now oh man producer segment what's that dude but up 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 um, that was quick. Yeah, we didn't even get to do the interlude. We just did an, an outlude. Yeah. Interlude. Is there a pre... Oh, yeah. Prelude and interlude. What the what would be the ending version of that? Outerlude. It would it be an outerlude? Oh. Train to Busan. We watched that together. That's my the, sister that's, won't shut up about the movie. She loves it. That's the that's uh, the first movie and the last movie I ever watched. In, well, no, not the last. I watched Casa de Mi Padre. Uh, Great Wolf Ferrell movie, oh, all true. in Spanish, and he's just saying the same shit over and over again. He doesn't know Spanish. Um, <laughs> but trade, trade to Busan was fantastic. It's Korean, right? Korean yes, film, yeah. zombie film. Yeah, great My, movie. You never seen Parasite? No. Oh, Parasite's so good. I've yeah. heard it, but everyone keeps telling me to watch it, so I'm not gonna fucking watch it until everyone shuts the fuck no, up. No, we're gonna it. fucking force you to watch Parasite. I just hate people. Oh, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it every fucking day. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay, fine. You, fine. I'm gonna bring up something, and you're gonna fucking learn a lesson here. What show did I continuously tell you to watch every fucking week until you finally watched it and you admitted how wrong you were and how great it was? Honestly, no fucking idea. The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. That's one I wanted to watch anyways. No, you were like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. You, you had a very, like... See, but I didn't even watch it because you told me to watch it. I forgot. I think what I should have said was, hey, Bill Burr's in it. And you would have been like, Bill Burr's in it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll go watch it. No, but that that was a different situation. Because um, I actually wanted to watch it. Like it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't something random that I was like, oh, I heard that's good. I'll check it out. I think I think the one thing that I've learned is that typically when any of us three give recommendations to the other, they're going to be good. They're good. We we have a good idea of our taste. We're yeah. not going to recommend something that is going to be like, dude, what the fuck? Why do you recommend that? And I don't think you'd ever recommend me an anime. So. Sharknado. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen Sharknado. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like if I found the right anime, like if we if we pitched you probably a sports anime. It would be like, look, trust me, it's sports, you love basketball, like, you may actually be into this. Yeah. I can give you so many sports anime. Yeah, right what now. the Kuroko Or I could just watch sports. Yeah, but it's better yeah. than Airbud. Yeah. Yo, I mean, is that the fucking dog playing? How is that even legal? Yeah. You, they should have an own dog league for basketball players. Like, you can't play with humans, that's interspecies right there. Okay, but he's better than them, so. Which is why he's so good, he needs to be in his own league. Yeah. Airbud. Too good. Who would win between Airbud and Michael Jordan? Airbud. 
Probably Airbud. Yeah. Michael Jordan's good and all, but <laughs> he doesn't even have uh, thumbs in his dunking. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so Airbud came out like when I was like, I guess not forming memories properly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was just too young when I saw it. So I haven't ever gone back to watch the movie. No, I haven't Does seen it in years. Does it hold up? I wonder if it holds up at all. I don't want to know. No, I, I want to know because yesterday uh, I was watching uh, Digimon the movie, as I do at least once a year, and uh, I was quoting along to every you know line because I just it's just ingrained in my head those those lines and those songs. Uh, it still holds up to this day. Semi Pro is one of the greatest basketball movies of all time. I didn't get to tell you there was this dude wearing a Jackie Moon jersey at the Dylan Francis show, Fuck. and I was like, "Yo, you got to get your Jackie Moon jersey. You got to wear that to Valentino Con. Oh, I will for sure. You'll fit in, and people will be like, bro, what lit jersey, Jackie Moon.' And you fucking yeah. That's another uh, quote that I like to say. Uh, he's talking to the ref, uh, who's a pastor, and uh, suck my dick, I'll murder your family. Teased him up. What I do? <laughs> Yo, NBA players be like that for real. They'll be saying some shit like to the fans or to the bench or whatever, and they'll get they'll get fucking technical. Yeah. And they'll be like, "Yo, like, I didn't think you heard that. Like, we all saw it. We saw you mouth the words. Hey, fuck you. It's very Trey Young. It's very Trey Young. He's over here fucking totting the other team, the other bench. You know what, Jackie? Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. <laughs> Coach Carter is fantastic. Coach Carter is, yeah. Have you seen the one with um, Ben Affleck, The Way Back? Uh, no. That one's pretty. Good. I heard. Uh, I saw no, something about I've it. Wanted to watch it a million times. Uh, Glory Road, because I had that movie on PSP. Fucking watch. Oh, I don't know why. Okay, so <laughs> you're a gamer, but did you ever have a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance when you were a no. kid? Okay, so I had. All I had was a GameCube. Okay. So the Game Boy Advance was like the handheld Nintendo system. Yeah. And um, for some weird reason, they thought, hey, what do we need for this game system? Games? I was like, yeah, yeah, we need those. But you know what else we need? Movies and television. Yeah. So they had games. They would sell game cartridges with episodes of shows on it. So you'd be like. They were ahead of their time. Yeah. they were, but then it, they were so expensive, though. Yeah. You'd pay, like, 20 bucks for two episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! or Spongebob and be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, but then you can watch it at school. True. True. That's why I wanted a PSP. Because I was like, oh, I can take this to school and play it instead of learning. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, one of the movies I had on my PSP was Glory Road. So, I've watched that movie a million times. Yeah. Um, it is a very good movie. Um... But, uh, yeah, the PSP was way ahead of its time. It oh. had internet capabilities to it. It could play, you know, basically PS1 and PS2 quality games. I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring it back. Well, so they had the sequel to it, the PS Vita. And yeah, but that was, again, way before its time still. Yeah, and it just... It was it, just too... Because now you have the... The Switch. The, the Switch, which, which is one of the most popular gaming consoles exactly yeah yeah and it was you're right i think it was just too far ahead of its time because literally it had internet capability it you could buy a data plan for that shit because if you wanted to like be on the go and still be connected yeah you could play multiplayer games on it it was in hd it had dual joysticks which that was the fault of the of the psp was 
the singular analog stick and it wasn't even a good analog stick and so you try to play like a first person shooter or anything where you needed better camera control it was impossible yeah to do it um but um yeah, I guess the PS Vita was probably just ahead of its time because you know it had touchscreen on both the front and the mm-hmm. back of the consoles. Um, I can see why people just and when that that love came it. out in what two thousand nine maybe. Yeah. Uh, can you do you so that eleven years ago? Yeah, yeah, that was way way ahead of its time. The PS Vita came out in. Uh, we're looking that up. Look up release date. I just assumed <coughs> the Wikipedia page would come up immediately. 2011. 2011, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I loved all these, like, handheld stuff that they made, like, that PS, um, PlayStation did. But one of the strangest things to me was, like, the game, like, cartridge. Yeah. Like, for the P, It was just like a, in a, like, a, like a disc, like it, a yeah. plastic little container it, that just slided. It was like they didn't trust the consumers to handle a small disc. Yeah. It's like Which, another I mean, company didn't have small discs already. Like, oh, I mean, you, man. Think, you think about who's handling them, it's mostly, like, 10-year-old kids. But it's like, but we trust them to have a GameCube, though, which also used the small disc format. That's true. Which, okay, I just, what the fuck was Nintendo thinking when they decided we should have small discs? Yep, the UMD, that was the... That was well, because it was a small console. Yeah, for but... The, for, like, the GameCube? The GameCube. Why did they use non-standard-sized discs? Because it wouldn't have fit. The standard-sized disc was bigger than the fucking GameCube. Then why don't you make the GameCube just slightly bigger to accommodate no. it then? I think it did. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure it did fit regular size discs too in it though. But they like for the games, all the like actual GameCube. Games well, I mean, why why would you? Why do you? You don't need it for anything else. True. It was meant to just play games. It wasn't meant yeah. to be like a 360 where you can watch movies and yeah. do other things. What actually? Hold on. I hate to do this, but I think I actually know why. I recently watched a video about it. I think the reason why they went with the small disc format was for piracy. Okay. It was harder to pirate games when the discs were... I mean, if anyone knows what the fuck they're doing, it's Nintendo. Yeah, they have... One of the most successful gaming franchises ever. They have a plan... But don't tell anyone the plan. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, how did you know this was going to work out? I was like, we always knew it was going to work out. I was like, like, what was the thought behind it? I don't fucking know. We just fucking did it. Yeah. It's combat, uh, piracy, reduced costs. That's what it was. Yep. And Mm -hmm. it's funny. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, But then again, like, you know, Sony and Xbox had to combat piracy. What did they do with that? Fucking nothing. I guess. I guess that's why, like, I literally can type in any game and type in the word ROM after it and get and download the game file for it to play on my PC. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. But then again, I can do that with GameCube games, too. I got Melee on that machine right there. I got every GameCube game I would want right there on that machine. And then if I don't have it there, I have it on my Wii. See, I just wish Nintendo never would have released the Wii because that was the downfall of the GameCube. And I love the GameCube. The GameCube, fantastic. Yeah, it was one of the greatest consoles. One of my favorite games ever to play on the GameCube. It was, um, it was a rock. Uh, do you know what Rocket Power is? Like the old mm-hmm. cartoon. Mm-hmm. They had a Rocket Power game, and it was just one of the most fun games ever. For it, some had, reason. No, Super Mario Sunshine was always loaded oh, up in yeah, that bitch. Oh, uh, dude, you want to play Mario Sunshine? I got it in my back pocket there on the Switch now. Oh fuck! That's where we've gotten to this point. Fuck, dude. Yeah, seriously. Like I every. 
Nintendo's gotten to the point where like every almost every game is like not backward compatible, but they've released a way to play it on the Switch. Yeah. Except, except, and this still blows my mind to this day. Except Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games, which is where your largest lineup of games sit at. Yeah. I just want to play Pokemon on my Switch, and they and Nintendo says, "Hey, you know what? You know what? Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." Um, I was like, "I'll pay whatever money it is. I'll pay whatever it costs. I just want to play a game. Let me play a game." Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine. It's a fantastic game. Oh yeah. yeah. And then with the freaking like water hose thing. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that thing. Just I like never, it. I never beat it though. It's a long game. It's a long. It's long game. and it it gets so it gets fucking tough. There there are some levels that sit on hardest video game levels of all time list. Yeah. Because and they were, it wasn't even like those were like oh optional levels. There were some levels that legit you have to beat in order to progress the story. And they're just yeah. And this is obscenely I mean, hard. Before you could just look up and be like, how do I beat this? You couldn't fucking do that. You had to beat it on your own. But what was even worse about some of these levels is you understood how to beat the the level. Yeah. It literally was just a game physics fuck you. Where yeah. it was like, I know I need to land right here and jump and spin. But the game just goes, yeah, but we don't. the game don't work. So yeah. you can't actually jump unless you hit this exact pixel. Oh, yeah. Um, but Sunshine, fantastic game. Do you ever play Mario Sluggers on the GameCube, the baseball no. game? Uh, maybe they they had a full fledged baseball game, and uh, you you could have a whole roster of all these fucking characters you probably have never heard of. I I, I feel pretty well versed in the Naruto in the Naruto in the <laughs> Mario universe, but Fuck there were you. some characters where I was like. Who are you again? It's like, oh, he was a background character in uh, Super Mario Kart DS. I'm yep. like, oh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember you, Luca Lee. Yeah, sure, bro. You can play left field or something. If I had to say, if there's one Wii game I enjoyed, it's Super Mario Galaxy. It's one of the greatest games of all time. So good. Yeah, but not better than Wii Sports. Yo, you ever go against Matt in golf or boxing? That yeah. that boy, the greatest <laughs> player of all time. He could knock out Mike Tyson in one punch. I don't doubt it. I do not and then, doubt it. And then turn around and beat Tiger at Augusta. Oh, 100%. Matt was the greatest uh, Wii Sports athlete of all time. All right, I didn't realize we we're going to delve so far into, into video games, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, we haven't talked video games in some time now, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been nice. Um, okay, so we haven't we haven't talked about next week's homework yet. Yeah, and so me, I know we 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 don't have a ton of time left, but um, let me pull it up. Yeah, so you go ahead and pull up yours. I've been going back and forth on my album, but I have it set. I have it picked, and I, okay. I think I know. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So we're going to carry along with the theme. Um, going to give you an EDM album this week again. Um, last week was a French house album, dancey kind of vibe. We're gonna That album helped inspire some new ideas in the EDM genre. The album I'm going to give you this week is Void by R.L. Grime. Uh, that album really helped... Um, push EDM in a new direction um, helping better fuse hip hop and EDM together to form trap okay 
Um, you know, you may be familiar with uh, Trap from a rap standpoint, like Migos and um, like Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Pump and stuff like that. But uh, Arl Grime kind of took some ideas and kind of mishmashed them all together to give like this uh, darker EDM take to trap music. So a lot of hi-hats and uh, snares that you would hear in uh, the production of a rap song. I'm going to give you Need to Breathe, the band Hard okay. Love album. Man, those are all uh, very Maroon 5. I get Maroon 5 yeah. vibes from all of those. But they're uh, like a rock slash pop slash Christian sort of group. Uh, not really. They hate the Christian rock label. Cause they're yeah. like, we're not really a Christian rock group. We just bench at God sometimes. <laughs> um, but great album. Their lead singer, Bear Reinhardt, has one of the best voices in music. Uh, and then I'm going to give you two extra credit songs from them. Okay. One of them is called Who Am I? And the other one is I Want to Remember featuring Carrie Underwood. Ooh, okay. So it's rock, more, uh, more of a rock, but Carrie Underwood, country singer on that one. Yeah. So it's rock. Uh, their newest album, I think, is going to be more in the like pop sort of genre. But uh, okay. the other... Fantastic. Bear Reinhardt is the man. What a cool name. I really right? appreciate that name. Bear Reinhardt. Yeah, he was meant to do something great with that name. <laughs> um and just turns out turns out he has the voice of Jesus. So <laughs> that's why it's they're like, Christian, it's right? It's like a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. A mixture of Fergie and Jesus. I feel like that exists. You know you know who that is? That's uh Kevin Parker, our boy, Tame and Paula. <laughs> He is Jesus and Freddy. He is. That'll be homework one day. One day we will have Tim and Paula in there. You know what? On the fucking now playing spot, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a Tim and Paula song in there. All right. In case you haven't, in case for anyone listening, if you haven't heard of Kevin Parker's amazing group Tim and Paula, it's not a group. It's one man. It's one man. Um, I'm hoping by next, uh, by the time the next one's recorded, hopefully we can have a playlist set up. Yeah, on Spotify. I, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, hopefully you can look in the description and uh, just click a link, click yeah. a link to the playlist right there. Uh, that's something we can work on. And uh, even if you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, you don't use Spotify, you know, we'll try to see if uh, we can also make an Apple Music playlist. Just yeah. mirror the playlist and have those available as well. Uh, I know me personally, I'm an Apple Music guy. I'm a Spotify. Yeah, I know you're a Spotify guy. Um, But uh, yeah, so wherever you listen at this podcast, wherever you listen to your music or get your music, hopefully you'll be able to uh, join along with us. Uh, Just, you know, see what we're listening to. You know, check out a little bit of the homework to our favorites. It's going to be a very weird playlist. Uh, Oh, 100%. But hopefully there's some good shit on there. Oh, bro. Okay, so one thing that I've been listening to, and I just, I just... I'm really going to double and triple down on this. And once again, it sucked because it came at the end of last week's podcast. And it's going to yeah. come at the end of this week's podcast. Scott Punk, please just go listen to Real Big Fish. If you're a 90s kid or an early 2000 kid. Scott Punk and Irish Punk, go go give those genres a try. Yes, please. Because you just don't understand how good they are. Yeah. And I think if you're around our age and you're you know mid to early 20s or even a little older, I think you're going to relate to the songs and they're catchy. Or you can be like, oh, I remember a movie with this song or such a... Yeah. 
it just oh it just it's it's really really good music um so i'm gonna double and triple down on ska punk um but yeah real big fish yeah i was listening to them um there's good it's, it's a genre that doesn't exist anymore yeah and that the, that's the interesting thing about it. Like even Irish punk is there any is there does Floggy Molly still put out music or uh, they do Dropkick Murphy's just released an album uh, okay. a couple weeks ago really yeah is that it's what a, you've been listening to it's a good album okay I have yeah I listened to it uh, I think it's called Turn Up the Dial or something like that I don't know okay but uh, yeah last night we were at the bar just playing I got touch tunes on my phone. I was just playing a bunch of Irish shit. Turned it into a fucking Irish pub. Dude, okay. I need to get touch tunes on my phone so that when we go to a bar that has a jukebox. Oh, okay. yeah. We'll do I'm, it tonight. Yeah, man. I, got, fucking, I still have credits. Oh, dude. I'm going to put, oh, man, I'm gonna put Real Big Fish. Yeah. I'm going to put the, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones yeah. on there. Um, uh, It's funny enough. Uh, There's a couple covers that uh, some of the the more well-known uh, Scott Punk fans that like they have, there's uh, I think called Save Ferris. They have a cover of Come On Eileen. Um, it's Come a really, On Eileen. Oh, that's such a great song. That's, a, that's, that's one of those like, catchy songs that everyone fucking knows. Super, super good. Even and if I, you never heard the song, you know it. Exactly. And I love their just slight re- change and rendition of it. It just, it fits really, really well. Which uh, I did have to mention before we go on that. Come on, Eileen. So easy for Young Gravy to, to, you know, remix that about coming on some girl named Eileen. Yeah. I just have to throw that in there. Gravy, come on, get on that shit. Come yeah. On. You you're know listen- we know you're listening. So. Dylan Francis has a song called uh, Coming Over. Uh, it's it's I think it's it's one of his like most well known songs. It's one of those he plays at the end of his set and stuff yeah. to close things out. Which uh, I remember when I saw him one time. I think it was in Austin where he was like, "This song is about having sex," and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So it really is. He is really saying what I think he is because he's like, you know, coming over. I'm coming over, and he has like the little vocal yeah. extra there. I'm like, oh, he literally means coming over her. Oh. Okay, yeah, this song is about sex. Okay, didn't realize that, but Dylan likes to put little fucking jokes and like that. You know, so uh, the song "Come On, Feel the Noise." Yeah, come on. It's spelled yeah. C-U-M on the fucking. Really? Yeah. Uh, is that by? That's by. Um, is it? Uh, come on, feel. Is it not ACDC? Is it? Fuck no, it is. Because I know ACDC Thunderstruck. Quiet, quiet Riot. Quiet Riot, okay. Um, Thunderstruck. Um, or Slade? No, Quiet Riot. Which one? Quiet Riot came up first, so I'm going to say Yeah, it's I think it's Quiet Riot. Then Oasis um, did a cover of it, apparently. Anyways. Um, Thunderstruck. You ever listen to the lyrics of Thunderstruck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, it's... A Pretty lot much of, anything by ACDC is... Is uh, a sex song. Is, yeah. It's uh, it was the what movie was it? It's on it? your now fucking playlist. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, fuck. What's the name of the movie with Sean Williams? Role models. Oh yeah. Yeah, when he was explaining to the kids, like yeah, ACDC, and the kids yeah. like yeah, I don't like this. And I was like yeah, but all their songs are about fucking. Yeah. And they're just like really? I was like yeah, I just listen to it, and I was like, and that's what really opened my eyes. I was like, you're right. All their songs are about fucking. Yeah. Um, role models, great movie. Oh, super fucking great movie. Uh, Christopher Mintz Platt, super funny. He's one of those people who can play a 12-year-old or a 30-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that the other day. And like, yeah, he's, he's super, super funny. Yeah. But, um, but all right, I think it's about time for us to wrap up, unfortunately. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, if you want to follow us on socials. Follow us on socials. 
There's still nothing up yet. Got at riffs on tap. Well, at riffs on tap. By the time you're hearing We're this, there will be on stuff it. on Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll link all that like in the description yeah. in, uh, below so you can just uh, follow us uh, as well as uh, find our playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess we, we may link our own, our personal Twitters yeah. as well just if you want to um, follow along with all the stupid shit we talk yeah. about. Here are all my Selena Gomez in my playlist. Oh, go Selena. Oh, man. Love Selena <laughs> Gomez. Oh, so good. But anyway, but thank you all for tuning in and uh, we will catch you all next week.